Hello and welcome to the Rebecca Lee Podcast. I'm your host and wellness sis, Rebecca. I'm an LA-based holistic nutritionist and I'm here to help guide you through the world of wellness in the most straightforward, balanced, and intuitive way. Join me every week for casual big sis chats as I spill the deets on all things real holistic health and wellness to guide you towards living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a quick trigger warning. So if anything around disordered eating or counting calories or weight or macros, um, binging may affect you or think it might trigger you, please feel free to close out of this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Rebecca Lee podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca, and I'm so excited you're here today for today's episode. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting about all things my health journey, and I'm really excited to share a full episode just describing and detailing what I've been through in my own health journey because I know that so many of you can relate and have gone through similar experiences. Okay, so let's just jump right into it, and I'm going to start when I was about in high school. So growing up, I was a soccer player my whole life, so I was always super active, never had to worry about what I looked like or what I was eating because I was just playing soccer and running 24-7. Around the time I was about like 16 or 17 years old, I decided to quit soccer. And because I wasn't going to have soccer anymore, I needed to figure out how to work out on my own because I wanted to stay active and I had no idea what to do. So I started to go on my own like little fitness journey. I joined a gym, I started working out with a personal trainer to learn what to do, I started following all of these, you know, social media accounts on Instagram, showing Fitspo, all of this stuff, and I was just super excited to be on my own little fitness journey. I started to fall in love with weightlifting and just learning how to work out on my own and see changes in my body and actually build muscle because I was always pretty like scrawny so building muscle for me and like building a booty was so exciting I actually fell in love with weightlifting and so this was when I was like 16 or 17 years old and I was so obsessed with it like everyone knew me as the girl who's like at the gym 24 7 like always weightlifting she knew all the good workouts yada 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 and it was really great at the time Then I started to hit a point where I was like, okay, now that I'm working out all the time, I need to know more about nutrition and I need to learn how to eat because, you know, if you're spending all this time in the gym, you need to couple it with, you know, nutrition. So that led me to start to get into counting calories and counting my macros and learning all of this stuff that was very, very normalized in the fitness world and still kind of is because I thought I had to do all of those things and because I was a gym rat and I did all these things and I weightlifted, I really thought that I had to like, okay, count my calories. I had to count my macros. I had to measure the amount of protein I was intaking each day. I had to calculate my body fat percentage and, you know, all of those things that we're told like we have to do or all like the fitness people were preaching at the time. And at first, it was honestly pretty innocent. Like, I was enjoying it. I was seeing really good changes in my body. I was getting muscle definition for the first time. And 
it was very, very exciting in the beginning. I will say that, that there was a period of like honeymoon almost where everything was going great. And I was like, this is it. This is amazing. But it didn't last long, unfortunately. And that's because all of this stuff really wasn't sustainable. So what happened was, I think it was about the time that I was a senior in high school. So like 18 years old. I've been in my fitness journey, my health journey for maybe like about a year, year and a half now, and things just kind of started to go downhill. It became way too much for me. The whole working out for two hours every day, counting my macros, counting my calories, tracking everything, it became so obsessive and so unsustainable that I wasn't seeing results anymore. I was seeing actually the opposite results because your body can't lose weight 24-7. Like your body can't be doing all these things. Yes, you'll have a honeymoon phase when you first start working out and first starting to get into nutrition, but that only can last for so long because that's your body cannot lose weight 24-7. Like you can't be in a cut all the time. And I thought I could be. So I kept lowering calories and lowering calories all the way down to like 1,200 calories or whatever it was. And it was just way too much. I was, my body was revolting against me. I wouldn't let myself eat anything that was quote unquote, not clean or, you know, not good for you. Um, I thought that I couldn't go out to eat with my friends. It would really stress me out if I didn't know, you know, what I was eating and I was trying to fit it into my fitness pal and how to count all these macros and calories and it was just starting to take over my life. Like (laughs) my life wasn't my life anymore. My life was just fitness, working out, counting calories, counting macros, becoming obsessed with every little thing that I was eating to the point where I couldn't enjoy doing anything else. And that's something I want to emphasize is that when you first start a health journey, yes, these things might seem good and awesome and you might be getting all these results. Like my body fat percentage was so low in the beginning. I was like so hype about it, but it doesn't last. I'm telling you, it doesn't last. Like you cannot treat your body like that for so long and then expect it to just stay like that. Like for me personally, I was obsessed with checking the scales 24 seven, obsessed with literally everything I was putting in my body and working out for so much. Like it just, it's not sustainable and it won't last. It started to turn into this like almost never-ending cycle for me um, because I was then unfortunately starting to binge on foods and have these binge moments where I would restrict myself all day and you know I was really good at counting everything during the day and tracking everything in my fitness pal and then the nighttime would come and I would just completely lose it, lose all self-control and eat everything in my pantry because my body was so deprived. I also want to emphasize that at this time, I truly didn't know that like I had a problem. <laughs> and I want to urge that to anyone who might be struggling or maybe experiencing some symptoms of this because it is a problem. And I think my family around me saw it but I truly didn't think it was a problem. I thought that, okay, I'm on a fitness journey. I'm on a health journey. This is what I need to do. This is the things that I have to give up, yada, yada, yada. And I thought this was all just like kind of normal. At the time, I really didn't know that this was disordered eating, but it really was. 
I was so obsessed with clean eating and all of this stuff that it just, it was very, very disordered because it was then leading to restriction and binging and this never ending cycle to the point where I was just miserable. I felt so out of control of my body, out of my life. I didn't know who I was anymore. I was starting to gain weight because of all the binging and, you know, at a certain point, once you're overworking your body and not fueling it enough, your body's going to go towards the opposite. So I was gaining weight. I wasn't happy with how I looked. I wasn't happy with how I felt. I felt horrible. It was the worst I've ever felt about myself. Um, I had such low self-esteem. I didn't feel in control. And I was always putting myself down. And that was the hardest part was that it's, I felt like a failure to myself because I couldn't have enough quote unquote self-control. I also felt so alone during this time. At the time, I don't think there was people on social media really opening up to how toxic all of this could be and how hard it could be. And so I didn't know if anyone else was going through this. I didn't really talk about it with any friends. It felt so isolating and like scary almost because I just had no idea, you know, what I was doing or what to do or how I how I could get better. It felt so daunting and alone and frustrating and scary and just horrible. It was truly my rock bottom. Around the same time, my senior year of high school, towards the end of it, I started to develop really bad gut issues. And that was the start of my gut issues that really came out of nowhere for me. I was bloated 24-7 no matter what I ate. I had stomach pain all the time. I couldn't digest my foods well. I was just in a never-ending cycle of always being bloated, always being in stomach pain, restricting foods, binging on foods, feeling shitty about myself, putting myself down, just constantly like not in a good place. And my gut issues was something that really affected me at the time too. I was going to a bunch of different GI doctors and primary care doctors and no one could help me. They all tried putting me on different medications or the low FODMAP diet and nothing helped. I felt so hopeless. It was the worst feeling ever. I didn't even enjoy working out anymore. It felt like such a chore. I didn't enjoy like cooking or foods because it was just stressful for me at the time, honestly. And I was stressing myself out even more by worrying about all my gut issues and oh my gosh, I'm so bloated. I look horrible. You know, negative self-talk 24-7. So at this point, I think you guys kind of get the gist of where I was at and I want to use this episode to talk a lot about tips and things that I did to help me get out of it and things that you can do if you're experiencing any of this or, you know, just in general, good things to know because I really want to help. So long story short, I hope you understand the phases that I went through in my health journey and how it started out great, started out innocent. I thought I was doing really well and then it got too far. I took it too far. The disordered eating came, the binging came, the negative self-esteem and negative self-talk came, the gut issues came. And now, luckily, thankfully, I don't know, I guess it's been five, four or five years later since when I was 18, I'm 23 now. I can say that 
really none of that is an issue in my day-to-day life anymore. And that's why I'm so passionate online and, you know, sharing my experiences and sharing my story and helping you guys because I want to show that it does get better. It for sure can get better. It's not easy, but it's definitely doable. And it just gets better. Like I'm just smiling from cheek to cheek right now. Like even just talking about my health journey, it makes me a little bit sad to know that I went through that, but also I feel so proud that I've come so far and that I'm using my experience to share it and to help others. Um, so it's just kind of a weird mix of emotions right now, I guess. So anyways, let me continue the story. So after that, I was going into college. So I went to the University of Michigan and that was when I was like 18, 19 years old. And not to say that all my issues went away because they definitely did not, but it did get better once I went to college. So the whole obsession with foods and like tracking everything and having so much control over everything that I was putting into my body definitely subsided once I got to college because I had no other choice. Like the only option I had was dorm food and I wasn't going to bring my food scale around with me to know you know, exactly what I was intaking. Not to mention that around the time too, I think my parents mentioned that something about how they were concerned, you know, me being obsessed with my food and tracking everything. So I had to cut, I honestly did cut all that cold turkey before I left for college because I I had to, I had to do it. I had to delete my fitness pal. I had to throw away the scale. It was the only way to at least make some sort of initiative towards changing. Also, once I got to college, I realized that there is so much more to life than just this, you know, fitness, health journey, whatever you're on, because I was forced to meet new friends and meet new people and have new experiences and take hard classes and focus on my grades. And I think just being put in that situation and being forced to focus on my attention on other things besides just food and workouts really helped me um, because I really just didn't even have a choice. So I started to focus my attention on other things and put my energy and my worth into other things besides just my body and food and, you know, stuff like that. Not to say that all my issues went away once I got to college. I want to emphasize that This change did not happen overnight. Let me tell you again, this did not happen overnight. I did not get to where I am today just with the flip of my fingers snap, say, okay, (laughs) I'm better because it wasn't like that. And I get a lot of questions like, well, when you first started intuitive eating, did you still have a hard time listening to your body or did you count calories in your head, all of this stuff? And the answer is yes, 100% yes. I did have all of those things that happens when you start intuitive eating and, you know, delete my fitness pal and all of this stuff. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's the small steps you take towards getting there, the better it gets because it's like a muscle you have to work, honestly. So I would say that I grew so much from freshman year, even to senior year. By senior year, I wasn't even, you know, tracking calories in my head and stuff anymore. Um, but it was just learning all of those things along the way that has helped me Okay, so here are some tips that I want to give you today that can help you if you find yourself in a situation like me or like I was towards healing your relationship with food and just living your best life and not focusing so much just on this health journey. 
first and foremost, if you are still counting calories or tracking your macros and it has become obsessive for you, um, toxic, and it takes over your life, cut that shit out. Cut it cold turkey. Delete the app. Throw away the scale. I don't care what it is. If you have any sort of feeling that it is becoming too much or obsessive for you, cut it out. That is number one. I know it's not easy, but you have to do it. And doing that when I was 18 years old was the best decision that I could have ever done for my mental health, my well-being, and just overall everything in my life. Second, I touched on this a little bit, but focus on focus your energy on other things. And like I said, college kind of forced me to do that. So if you're not in that situation right now, I highly recommend making an effort to focus your attention and energy on literally anything else. Focus it on your friends. Focus it on your family. Take up a new hobby. Whatever it is, pick up a good book. Anything else to focus your attention on and your energy is the best thing that you can do because it helps show you that, oh yeah, there's so much more to life than just this health journey that I'm on. Third tip. This is a big thing and it's not easy. doesn't happen overnight, like I always say. But the more you can do to shift your mindset, the better off you'll be. And what I mean by that is that everything always starts with our mindset. Everything starts with our mind. So if you can change your mindset, which you can, by the way, everyone can change their mindset. You can change these things. If you can change it to shift the narrative away from, I have to do all these things, or I believe this, or I this, that, or the other, to things that actually serve you, the better off you'll be. So let me give you an example. I work with my clients a lot on shifting the mindset, and they are always so surprised how much that makes a difference in their lives, so I'm telling you. But for example, I had a client that came to me, and we worked through all of her beliefs. So her beliefs were... I have to work out two hours a day to look good. I have to be skinny to be worthy and happy. Um, I can't eat carbs because it'll make me fat. And the list goes on. So she laid out all of her beliefs for me. And then I helped her to debunk these beliefs. So really saying, why do you have these beliefs? It's not your fault, but why? Where does this come from? Let's work through it. And then let's create new positive beliefs that actually help you and serve you towards getting better. So working on creating new beliefs, new systems, journaling really helps with this. Affirmations really helps with this too. Um, I promise you'll see results in your physical world by changing your mindset to a more positive mindset and changing these beliefs. Fourth thing that I want to share with you, fourth tip. Be so fucking kind to yourself right now. Literally so kind to yourself. This is not your fault, okay? (laughs) I wish someone would have told me this. This is not your fault. And the more you put yourself down, the worse it'll be. The more this cycle will continue. Wow. I really wish that I heard this when I was going through it because... The more negative self-talk you give to yourself, the more you're going to binge, the more you're going to be unhappy, the more you just keep fueling the cycle. And when I was younger, 
I could have interjected that cycle just with a little bit more self-compassion instead of anything else that was putting myself down. It's not going to get you anywhere putting yourself down. So you have to consciously choose to be kind to yourself and to show yourself self-compassion. Fifth tip for you. It is not a matter of self-control. I have to say this to my clients all the time, but trust me, it is not self-control. You cannot out-control your body. You are, your body is so smart that you can, there's just no way you can choose, oh yeah, my body only needs X amount of calories today and then not fuel your body properly. Like you will feel like shit, you will binge, your body will revolt against you. And it is not self-control because your body needs certain things to literally survive. It is so smart that it will do whatever it can and whatever it takes to get you those things. So if you are limiting the amount of calories you take or not satisfying your cravings or you know anything like that, your body will, will show you that. So it is not a matter of self-control. Like, please remember that you can you can have all the self-control in the world and still be struggling with these things. And it's not something that you can out-control. Trust me, trust me, trust me. It is not self-control. So please don't beat yourself up about that too. Thank you. Sixth tip that really helped me um, when I was going through it and something super simple, but it's literally, I was just getting back to things that I actually enjoyed. So I didn't force myself to do all of these workouts that I thought I had to do anymore. And I didn't force myself to go to the gym two hours a day, every single day, feeling like a chore. I didn't force myself to eat chicken and broccoli for every meal. I started to go back to things that I actually enjoyed, like yoga or walking or literally anything else that made me feel good and strong and empowered and gave me energy at the gym rather than completely depleting me. And don't get me wrong, I really still enjoyed weightlifting. I just found a healthy balance that just made me happy. Just things that I actually enjoyed. Cooking foods again that actually satisfied me and made me feel good. Not ne- not necessarily saying I went off the deep end with, you know, more quote-unquote unhealthy foods, but just anything that actually made me happy and I actually enjoyed. Go back to those things. I promise you it'll help you so much if you're just doing and eating and being things that you actually enjoy. Another tip that really helped me, I forgot what number one, maybe number seven, was not restricting myself anymore. Yeah, no more restriction, baby. That was a key for me and I fought this by challenging myself to eating my food fears and eating things that I was afraid of, such as carbs, bagels, pizza, pasta, sweets, whatever it was. I challenged myself and I pushed through it and I really said, you know, it's okay to have these things. And I realized after taking away restriction that A, I didn't really care to have these foods as much anymore. I didn't care to binge on them because I wasn't restricting them. And B, nothing bad happened after eating them. Literally nothing. What was worse was restricting them and then overeating on them, not just having a serving or two of it itself. So I can't stress this enough. If you are going through this, 
you need to cut out restriction. I promise you. Everyone thinks that it's the other way around and that they'll go crazy if they let go of restriction, but no. I am telling you, yes you, right now. If you cut out restriction, you are not going to want that food or thing anymore. Honestly, you won't. It's just human psychology. We always want what we can't have. So the more you tell yourself you can't have something, guess what? The more you're going to want it. Okay, final tip that really helped me on healing and also healing my gut was not stressing about every single little thing that I ate anymore. I promise you that was probably the number one thing that helped with my gut the most and I guess just everything in general but definitely the gut was not putting so much stress on myself and my body and you know not stressing out of over every single thing that I ate and I know that's a lot easier said than done but if you can make the conscious effort to say okay I'm going to eat this I'm going to enjoy it and I'm not going to stress myself out about it You will digest your foods better, you will be happier, you will feel better, you just overall will be limiting the amount of stress that you put on your body. Okay, I know I said that was the final tip, but I just thought of one more, and that is not putting so much damn pressure on myself. I think back then I put so much pressure on myself to look a certain way because, you know, I was that gym girl, or to eat this certain way because I was quote-unquote health queen or whatever. I just wish that I didn't put so much pressure on myself. And so if you're listening to this, don't put pressure on yourself to look a certain way, to be a certain way. Just do you. Do you. Be happy. Whatever that means for you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped hearing that you're not alone, that I have gone through a similar situation, that maybe you have too. And that so many other people have gone through similar situations to this too. I promise you, you aren't alone. It does get better. And just keep doing you. Keep being positive, pushing through. Use some of these tips. I promise they really helped me and I know that they will help you. So if you found this episode useful or enjoyable, feel free to share it on your story or just send me a DM and tell me that you listened and Let me know something that helped you. I want to hear from you guys and I am sending you all so much love. Mwah.